0: What is happening, everybody? On today's show, Alabama makes yet another change at quarterback as they prepare for Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. Florida gets hit with several player suspensions following their win over Tennessee. And some injury news at LSU, Arkansas, and more Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use our promo code Locked On College, get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Check out the Game Time app. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. We got plenty to jump into. Let's dive into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Around the conference. And we start over at Alabama as Nick Saban is going back to Jalen Milroe as Alabama's starting quarterback. He announced that Monday at his weekly press conference. Alabama opted not to go with Milroe this past week at South Florida, opting for Tyler Buckner, the Notre Dame transfer. And then we eventually saw Ty Simpson in the second half replacing Buckner. Um, as the offense was just not very good. But Nick Saban saying Monday, this is all I'm going to say about this. Jalen really showed the leadership I was looking for during the game in terms of supporting his teammates and doing the things he needed to do. He's, he's had the opportunity to play. So the other guys, Jalen played the best of all them, so I think he's earned the opportunity to be our quarterback. It is interesting. Milroe, you know, were a couple touchdowns in the first couple games, did have a couple of uh, interceptions in that Texas game. But some people believing Milroe not only lost a job because he played poorly at times in that Texas game, but also because of his approach and his behavior following the loss to the Longhorns. Again, go back to that Saban quote. So Jalen really showed the leadership I was looking for during the game in terms of supporting his teammates and doing the things he needed to do. So was he a poor sport after he lost to Texas? Was he angry? Whatever, you know. So it's kind of an interesting... Look there. Now look, maybe Alabama said we're so much more talented than South Florida. No matter who we start, we can get a win. But um, you know, maybe they looked at that game as an opportunity. Maybe we can get Buckner in there and Ty Simpson. Just see what they do. If either guy flashes, maybe we could roll with him. But we know what we have in Milrow. We can go back to him, and that's what they're doing. I said it on the show yesterday. Um, Jalen Milrow gives this team the best chance to win right now. So, not a big surprise they're going back to him and uh, we'll see how Lane Kiffin and company prepare for him. Now, Tyler Booker, he makes a regular appearance over on the next round with Jim Dunaway and guys, and uh, he revealed some news yesterday. Revealed his back spasms have healed after he did not finish Saturday's game against South Florida. But he also said Alabama held a players-only meeting on Sunday. He said, look, everybody just got stuff off their chest. I think everybody's on the same page now. It's unfortunate it took a loss at home and a subpar game at Tampa for that to happen, but I feel like we're all on the same page now. I'm excited to see how the rest of the season goes for us. Booker was asked were there any divisions in the locker room. He said, I wouldn't say there were any fractions. We need to put an emphasis on togetherness because if we all do our job as a unit, as an offensive line, if we do our job, running backs do their job, so on and so forth, we all have to execute at the same time, and if we do, there's really nobody that can stop us. Now, Alabama will face Ole Miss this week, and... While talking about uh, this team, Lane Kiffin raised the idea that perhaps Alabama changed their defensive play caller after the loss to Texas. Lane Kiffin saying, uh, yeah, you know, I was looking at film and uh, that defense looks a little different. He said, it looks like Javaris Robinson is calling the defensive plays at Alabama, not Kevin Steele. Kiffin was asked, uh, well, Nick Saban was asked about it and uh, He downplayed it. Nick Saban said, Kevin Steele is our defensive coordinator. He has all the defensive coordinator responsibilities. The only thing we tried to improve on from an administrative standpoint was game day administration, getting signals in quicker. So that's the only thing we worked on together as a staff. But Kevin Steele is the DC. Now, uh, again, Kiffin said that based on the film he watched, he said it looks like T-Rob's calling the defense now said, we played him before at South Carolina, so we're preparing accordingly for him calling the defense. He's done a good job, too. They got some really good players. So after Sabin responded Monday, Kiffin had a chance to respond, and he told the Clarion Ledger yesterday, look, I wasn't trying to start this big thing. We saw things on TV copy just where it looked different. With the playbook, we looked into it further. It ain't no secret. People in these buildings know each other. We got some information that way, too. He explained, uh, It is what it is, kind of like the quarterbacks. You prepare for a different quarterback, prepare for a different play caller. I'm not sure whatever transpired after their loss to Texas, but we're going to have our hands full no matter what. So who's calling the defensive plays? Who's running the the defense? Is it T-Rob? Is it Kevin Steele? Whatever. We'll find out on Saturday. But lastly, uh, Jackson Dart over at Ole Miss, he was asked about the team's matchup with Alabama this week. He said, look, this is a game I feel like our whole team has been looking forward to especially with how things ended in the last time we played them. Obviously, they're Bama, so you know what to expect. But from growing up as kids, we've all grown up seeing them at the top, so we are excited for this challenge. In other SEC news, how about over at Florida, the Gators. Uh, News coming out yesterday that the SEC suspended three Florida players and one Tennessee player for the first half of their upcoming game uh, for – flagrant, unsportsmanlike action at the end of the Florida 29-16 win of the Vols Saturday night. The SEC said Monday in a statement that Florida O-lineman Damian George, Micah Mazuka, and tight end Dante Zanders will all be suspended the first half of their game against Charlotte, and then Tennessee D-lineman Omar Norman Lott, he will miss the first half of their game Saturday against UTSA. League saying in a statement, the suspensions were determined after video review and consultation between the SEC office and both schools. Of course, the scuffle broke out uh, late in that one. Josh Heibel called a timeout with seven seconds left. His team down by 13. Graham Mertz kind of scrambled around, took a knee. Omari Thomas ran into Mertz, knocked him down. Both benches cleared. Punches were thrown. La-di-da. But George and Mazzucca, they started the first three games at right tackle and right guard. So... going to look a little bit different there in the first half for Florida on the right side of their O-line this week. And Norman Lott, he started the past two games at defensive tackle for the Vols as uh, 10 tackles. But Billy Napier expressed that, uh, look, Florida came into their SEC opener with a little bit of a a chip on their shoulder. He said they were frustrated after that loss to Utah to start the year. Uh, And he said the fan support has been tremendous here in the past few days. he said people were texting him saying the Swamp was more alive than it's been in 15 years on Saturday night. So they get a little bit of a breather this week with Charlotte. By the way, Billy Napier named the Dodd Trophy Coach of the Week. Jim Terry, uh, chairman of the Bobby Dodd Coach of the Year Foundation, said in a release, Coach Napier demonstrated an impressive coaching performance over the weekend. Jumping out to that commanding lead, Coach Dodd would have applauded how well Billy Napier clearly prepared his team for that game. Uh, one more Florida update. Wide receiver Trey Wilson was the star of Florida's opening drive this past weekend, at six catches for 44 yards. Exited with a collarbone injury. Billy Napier said, "Look, Trey's banged up. Nothing long-term. The X-ray is normal, but I think it'll take him a little bit of time to return." He said, "It's going to be a pain tolerance deal. It'll be determined. We'll give him an up. We'll give you an update later in the week. But the good thing here is it doesn't look like it's long, long-term. So." We'll see on him. Over at Georgia, Oli Minamarius Mims. He is going to miss several weeks, according to Kirby Smart. He's Georgia's right tackle. He will have a tightrope procedure. He suffered an ankle sprain. Will have surgery with a timetable of about four to six weeks, give or take, according to reports. Uh, Smart said he'll be back. We just don't know how long. Um, Suffered the injury in the second quarter. Saturday's win over South Carolina. Tried to limp off, but eventually sat down and Trainers uh, took him off, and he was on crutches. Uh, Kirby Smart added he expects Austin Blask to return to practice this week. So he's not sure about how they're going to play the O line against UAB this weekend. But Kirby saying he is staying uh, calm after playing a tight game against South Carolina. He said, uh, "Look, I'm, I'm very pleased with where things are. I'm not panicking in any kind of way because South Carolina has a good team, good team, and we're figuring out who we are still." He said, we're figuring out our identity and our coaches, staff, and our players. They're doing a great job. Uh, but he did say they got to get better in a couple areas. One of them is in the red zone. He said, we had two red zone opportunities we didn't capitalize on defensively, and that was really the difference in the first half. At the end of the day, the difference of the first half was how we played defensively in the red area. Uh, he said they got to shut down the run better there. Uh, he also took exception to a couple questions about Carson Beck. Look, a lot of people being critical of Carson Beck. He's not Stetson Bennett. We get it, but uh, Smart said, look, what I've been most proud of of Carson Beck is his composure, his great demeanor about him, handles positive and negative news the same. But he uh, <laughs> accepts you with another question. He said, you want more shots downfield? There's shots on a lot of plays that the look's just not there. Uh, he went on to say, nobody asked about Carson Beck for two years, but he was out there doing the same thing he's doing right now, getting better, And that's allowed for a smooth transition. Everybody thinks it's some kind of different offense. It's the exact same. It's not different. The results have not been the same. That's statistical proof. But Carson Beck has transitioned well because of the fact he's been in this offense he's been in. His strengths are different from Stetson Bennett. Georgia uh, currently holding the longest streak for consecutive road game wins in the nation with a total of 11 straight. Uh, They've gotten four straight at home to start the season, but they will head to Auburn next week. See if they can keep that one going. And uh, there you have it. There's the latest news going on around the conference. Uh, we actually got plenty more. So when we come back, we'll hit on uh, other news going on around the conference with some of the takeaways from those Monday press conferences across the SEC. Uh, locked on More Locked on SEC coming your way in just a sec. But well, first, I want to remind you guys: this episode is presented to be our by our friends over at FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel. They are America's number one sports book right now. New customers should get two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet. That is two hundred dollars in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get in on the action. The app is simple and easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options. They got spreads, player props, over-unders, and much more. Right now, I was just looking on the website. You can grab Auburn at plus seven and a half at A&M. If you want to take Ole Miss plus seven in Tuscaloosa, whatever bet you like, they got it up there. So go visit them at fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off your NFL season or college season. Whatever you want to get into, they got it for you. FanDuel, they are the official partner of the NFL. Going along here, locked on SEC, and I want to remind you guys: uh, college football season is here, of course. And locked on every Friday, we're kicking off your weekend coverage. Go on live from 11 a.m. to 1 Eastern every on every locked on college YouTube channel. Uh, tons of great insight, analysis from our stable of locked on college hosts. Find Locked On College football kickoff live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You don't want to miss it. All right, let's uh, dive back into it because we got plenty more news going on around the conference that we got to dive back into. And uh, we got to start over in Knoxville as Tennessee looking to bounce back from their loss to Florida. Coach Josh Heupel talked with the media on Monday. And the first thing he mentioned was they got to stop with uh, the self-inflicted wounds. He said offensively. Total self-inflicted wounds. That can be penalties, unforced errors, or communication. Our percentage was way too high in that category on Saturday. Uh, He said, that's why you move the ball at times, but you don't have very many points. you got to clean all that up. You cannot beat yourself. Uh, Penalties, 10 of them for 100 yards on Saturday. Heupel said, I do think you can't let one play affect another. That certainly happened during the course of the first half this past week. The communication... It just can't transpire that way. Uh, Heupel did go on to uh, talk about Joe Milton and defended his six-year senior quarterback, saying he was far from the main problem Saturday. He said, look, Joe did some really good things the other night. The pick, we can't just throw it up. We'd like to have that one back. Got to be better in protection. The decision-making where he's going with the football, I said it before the game, I'll say it after. He was in the right spots. Accuracy, wide receivers being exact in the routes, all those things have to improve for us to be as efficient as we need to be. So Josh Heupel taking the route to defend his passer and say, look, uh, Joe's going to be fine. Just got to clean some things up. They're going to get UTSA coming in this weekend. More on them in just a second. But Vols Amari Thomas on Monday, he explained his point of view on the whole fight that transpired at the end of the game. He said, look, we were expecting, you know, they're trying to run the clock out, catch the ball, take one step back, take a knee. But once you see Graham Mertz back there dancing around with the ball – Like, we kind of took that as disrespect because you could have easily just taken a knee. So, uh, there was Amari Thomas' explanation for how that all transpired. Uh, But their game against UTSA, kickoff at 4 p.m. Eastern in Knoxville this Saturday on the SEC Network. Roadrunners feature one of the better quarterbacks in the group of five, Frank Harris. He he threw for over 4,000 yards and 32 touchdowns last year. Did not play last week in their loss to Army. And his status is up in the air for this week. Uh, UTSA head coach Jeff Trailer telling Pete Thamel on Monday that uh, he's day-to-day still with turf toe. If Frank Harris can't go, Eddie Lee Marburger will get the call. He's the one who played against Army this past week. Over at Auburn. Or actually, no, let's go over to Arkansas. Welcome come back to Auburn. Sam Pittman saying uh, updating us on Rocket Sanders, his star running back, saying – on Monday, I don't know if Rocket is going to be able to play against LSU this week, to be honest. He said, we just don't know yet. Of course, Rocket Sanders is one of the best running backs in the SEC, let alone the country. And he has not been uh, up and out there these last couple weeks. And Sam Pittman's saying sounded like they're not going to get him back. Now, A.J. Green, DeBinion, those guys have done well filling in for him. But Sam Pittman said that their offensive line has to play more consistent. Obviously, we saw that in the loss to BYU this past Saturday. So we probably need to move the pocket more for, for K.J. Jefferson. We can't just stand back there and let people blitz a or bull us. Uh, Arkansas going to get a chance to try to avenge that loss. They will be at LSU this weekend. LSU coming off a big win at Mississippi State. Sam Pittman said, look, in that Mississippi State game, LSU was incredible. They held them to about 200 yards, which is hard to do in this league. They were all over the place on defense, and then offensively, they threw the ball really well. Daniels can beat you with his feet and his arm. He's playing the best he has ever played. Now over to LSU. Brian Kelly talked with the media. He gave an update on uh, the health of their team. Fifth-year safety Greg Brooks is going to be out this week. Brooks will be out for or miss a second straight week dealing with an undisclosed medical emergency. Kelly said, "Quote: It's a family matter." So don't really know why Greg Brooks was scratched last week and why he will not play this week. We'll maybe get more information on that. But Kelly noted uh, once Brooks speaks with his family, he will provide more information on the situation. Now, other guys, senior linebacker Omar Spates, senior defensive end Ovia Gofu, and tight end Mason Taylor, all dealing with lower body injuries. They are listed as probable for Saturday's game. So we'll keep a track on that, see if any of those guys are back for this game against Arkansas. This will be a big one for both schools. LSU wanting to try to run off a bunch of wins here. Arkansas trying not to put together back-to-back losses in stubbing their toe against BYU this past week. Over at Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher giving some news on injuries with his team. He said all the players that missed last week's game against Louisiana Monroe should be good to go. This Saturday versus Auburn. A couple of names. Wide receiver Noah Thomas. He exited Saturday's game with an injury. He's been a big-time target of Connor Wegman so far. Evan Stewart missed last week with a a minor injury. And uh, Jimbo saying that both those guys should be back. So that will be big for Connor Wegman as they'll try to throw the ball all over the place on Auburn. And Auburn, of course, off to a 3-0 start. Looking to keep up some momentum. Uh, Connor Wegman just having a great, great year so far. He uh, currently third in the SEC in passing yards per game, fourth in total passing yards, third in passer rating. Jimbo Fisher saying Connor looks like he belongs playing quarterback, has great skills, he's comfortable, game makes sense to him. It is natural to him. Uh, Jimbo also asked about Shamar Turner. One of his defensive players was arrested before this past week's game for reckless driving. Turner was still able to play in the game despite being arrested. Fisher, when asked about him, praised Turner and said, no one loves football more than him. Loves to practice, loves to work out, loves to run. Um, don't know if that's the right answer, Jimbo. Maybe say, uh, yeah, he he also loves to drive recklessly, apparently. So we'll see what happens with that one. But uh, the Aggies Open SEC play with Auburn coming up this weekend. Early kickoff, 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern on ESPN. Now, on the other side, when it comes to Auburn, Hugh Freeze, they have started off 3-0, but Hugh kind of warning fans on on Monday, the road is tough up ahead. He said uh, this upcoming stretch they have playing the Aggies, followed by Georgia and LSU. He said, I want to be really cr- clear. I'm probably too candid and honest sometimes for some people, but let's be clear. We're getting ready to play three teams over the over the last four to five years have been ranked uh, in the top ten in recruiting. He said, you're playing the best recruits in the nation, We're going to be there real soon, but they have a bunch of five stars, and they're all really talented. So, big uh, challenge here. I saw some people saying, yeah, remind Auburn fans about that. Like, look, even if Auburn starts to lose a bunch of games here, it might not mean Auburn sucks. It just means they're playing some really good teams that are uh, loaded with talent. So, uh, Hugh Freeze saying it's a great challenge. We have some young guys who are ready for the challenge, but they're going to get baptized to the SEC Pretty quick in front of AM's crowd and the talent on that team. So it should be a fun one watching Auburn and AM this Saturday. Now, Auburn will be without a key defender. Hugh Freeze talking on Monday, saying that Keontae Scott will be sidelined for a quote, considerable time. He was injured in the win over Sanford on Saturday, had a tackle, 10 tackles on the season, two time Juco All American, and uh, stepped into that nickel role for Auburn, but uh, he's going to miss some time. Over in South Carolina, Shane Beamer announcing they will be without one of their offensive linemen, done for the year. Marquis Anderson, a true freshman, was one of the Gamecocks' top O-line recruits in 2023. He was the number six O-lineman in the country. He uh, is going to be done for the year, so big loss there on an O-line that's already hurting. But good news for South Carolina, they're going to play in front of a packed house at Williams-Brice Stadium. Gamecocks announcing Monday that Saturday night's game against Mississippi State is sold out. Both teams looking to bounce back from their first losses in SEC play. So, it will be a big one for Shane Beamer. Over Kentucky, Wildcats looking to get to 4-0. They will start SEC play against the Vanderbilt Commodores. Mark Stoops saying, look, we expect a fired-up Vanderbilt team after coming off a tough loss to UNLV. He said, "Uh, they're very fired up. They had an opportunity to win that game, missed a field goal, lost in the last seconds. But he said, Vito Clark-Lee, He's going to have that team ready to play. I saw it a year ago, said in the press conference, they play with energy, they play hard, they're physical. Uh, Stoops was also asked about where O.C. Liam Cohen will be coaching this week. He said that isn't a decision that he's going to make, saying Cohen will make that for himself. He said, we'll see. Is he going to stay up in the booth? Will he come back down to the field? He said he can make that decision. Last week it was best for him and his health to be up in the booth. Kentucky will be at Vanderbilt this Saturday, 12 Eastern, on the sec network and then lastly over at mississippi state zach arnett and company suffering a blowout loss to lsu at home will rogers saying monday that mississippi state held a players only meeting a couple of days um, after the loss to lsu and we'll see if that helps mississippi state kind of regroup but uh, man it was a uh, ugly ugly game for them this past weekend against uh Against LSU. All right, thank you guys so much for making Lock on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we've got a few more tidbits to throw at you, including SEC Players of the Week. That's coming your way in just a sec. Well, first, I want to remind you guys this episode is brought to you by our friends over at the Game Time App. Look, buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way for you to buy tickets for all the sporting events, music, comedy, theater, whatever it is near you. They got killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have because Game Time is the place to go for last-minute deals. Very easy to do; just go to your app and uh, you can find all those last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. They got deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, and you get exclusive flash deals on tickets for whatever sport it is. Right now, it's football and uh, they got it all up there for you. The Game Time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Go download the Game Time app, create an account, use our promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Go check them out all right roll along here locked on sec thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day before we get out of here we're gonna run through uh, some of the sec players of the week and it was a crazy week in the sec there was a lot going on but um On offense, co-players and teammates, LSU's Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors sharing the award. Uh, Daniels was 30 of 34 for 361 yards and two touchdowns, while rushing for two more, set an LSU record by completing 88.2% of his passes. And Neighbors, 13 catches, 239 yards, two touchdowns, tied a school record for catches in a half with 10. So he was... Uh, Both those guys were tremendous, co-offensive players of the week. Meanwhile, over at Ole Miss, the defensive player of the week was Trey Washington of the Ole Miss Rebels. He had 10 tackles, two tackles for a loss, and a forced fumble in the win against Georgia Tech. Meanwhile, your special teams player of the week, who else? You got to give it to Harrison Mevis. He was the talk of... The college football world on Saturday kicked that 61-yard field goal to help Mizzou upset Kansas State. And he was named the SEC Special Teams Player of the Week. Meanwhile, uh, Georgia's Cedric Van Praan, he was named the Offensive Lineman of the Week. The Bulldogs had 458 total yards of offense in the win against South Carolina. Van Praan started his 33rd consecutive game. And then uh, just a few other ones here. Florida's Cam Jackson and South Carolina's TJ Sanders they were named Cody lineman of the week. Jackson had six tackles in the win against Tennessee. And Sanders had nine tackles in the loss to Georgia, including a sack. Florida safety freshman Jordan Castell was named freshman of the week, 10 tackles against the Vols. And a Mizzou linebacker Tyrone Hopper being nationally recognized for his performance against Kansas State. The senior bowl named him their defensive player of the week. He had eight tackles, including six solo stops and a tackle for a loss. He is in his senior season, played at Florida for three years, transferred to Mizzou, and uh, saw action in all 13 games for them last year and having a, uh, a nice year. So, Senior Bowl trying to get on his radar. Hey, come play for us when this season ends. And there you have it. That's the latest stuff going on around the conference. All the SEC players of the week in week three as we head into SEC week four, man, we got some good matchups this week. Some big conference on conference. A lot of people getting into conference play now. For those who didn't last week and some who got into it last week are getting uh, more SEC on SEC games into this week. So, look, we'll have plenty to talk about as the week goes on. We're going to get you guys caught up on all the news you need to know. And, of course, our weekly visit with Chris Marler and much, much more. We'll have it all for you right here. Unlocked on, on SEC. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. And, again, shout-out to our everydayers who keep coming back, checking us out. We're on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. If you like Apple iTunes, easy to find us there. You wake up in the morning, boom, fresh episode there for you on, uh, on iTunes. Spotify, we're there as well. And, again, for those of you who want to see the video version, you like to sit at your desk and just hit play and have a little something to listen to and watch. We're there for you on YouTube as well. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Subscribe if you haven't. I think we're like three followers away from uh, 4,000 subscribers on YouTube. So please go hit subscribe if you haven't yet on our YouTube page. Just search Locked on SEC. And again, thank you guys so much for uh, checking us out. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked on SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.